This episode of The Buzz is brought to you by Bank Automation Summit U.S. 2024. This annual event is tailored to resonate with financial services professionals focused on business optimization through technology and automation. Learn how to overcome implementation challenges by hearing firsthand from C-level executives from institutions such as Bank of America, Wells Fargo, Citi, and more. There is no better place to get a read on the competition than at Bank Automation Summit U.S. 2024. Early bird registration ends February 2nd. Save $200 by registering at bankautomationsummit.com. My name is Whitney McDonald, and I'm the editor of Bank Automation News. Today is January 25th, 2024. Joining me is Chief Executive and Co-Founder of Episode 6, John Mitchell. John is here to discuss how financial institutions can approach 2024 regulation and innovation while keeping emerging technologies like AI, embedded finance, and payments at the forefront of their strategies. Join me in welcoming John. Thanks, Whitney. It's a pleasure to be here. Uh, I'm John Mitchell, CEO and Co-Founder of Episode 6. I have uh, a lengthy Lengthy background in payments. I've been in payments since 1999, uh, when myself and uh, one of my co-partners worked with a, a group of folks putting together a, uh, a large prepaid payments platform and, and, and program manager, and uh, expanded beyond that in the late uh, 20, 2000s into uh, building payment platforms in different parts of the world. Some of that revolved around FX and, and multi-wallet uh, propositions. And then in 2015, myself and my two co-founders came together and we started episode six. So episode six offers a payments platform uh, via API to banks and brands and other technology companies uh, on four continents. And the platform uh, is infra- uh, provides infrastructure for uh, payment products and services, such as debit, credit, and prepaid on the, on the card scheme side and account to account services on the ledger side. Um, we started off uh, with a, uh, a, a little POC in the, in the South Pacific in Tahiti actually. And from there we springboarded into working with one of the world's largest banks, HSBC in Hong Kong and uh, Japan Airlines and the largest digital bank in Japan. Uh, and then from there moved to uh, Singapore and London and now we're active across 50 B2B clients on, on four continents. Great. Well, thank you so much for the background and again for joining us on The Buzz today. We're going to be talking through what we've experienced in 2023 in the industry. Lots of changes, which is not a surprise. Um, So maybe before we get into the forward looks of what we're prepping for for 2024, let's kind of take a step back, talk through 2023. I'd love if you could share some of the trends, innovations, um, anything that really stood out for the year that, that have changed the banking industry. You know, I, I think that uh, there was there was a continuation of what we've seen for the last several years, and then that that trend was was accelerated with the advancements that we've seen around AI. Um, the pandemic really highlighted the need for on-demand convenience, uh, contactless. Uh, a lot of the infrastructure and much of the uh, technology that banks use today and we're using at the time simply is, wasn't adequate for some of these new products and services. So we saw the beginnings of uh, more of a large scale transformation and modernization projects uh, so that new technologies around AI, machine learning, et cetera, can uh, provide, the, uh, provide the services that the uh, customers of the financial institutions are, are demanding. 
We saw more around open banking uh, and we saw more around regulation. You know, I think Dora in the UK is quite an interesting, uh, interesting example of that. Uh, but really a continuation of what, what started in the late 2010s. And that's a, a realization that uh, modernization is required in order to keep up. Regulation this year is definitely something that we've been monitoring closely. There's been proposals and changes around open banking, like you mentioned, around AI as well. Um, looking back on 2023 and these proposals, I kind of want to get your insight here on how financial institutions can can monitor the regulatory landscape as we head into 2024, what they should be watching for as regulation comes down the pipeline. Maybe we can kind of start with open banking, but, but then get into AI as well. Well, I, I think AI is going to open up, uh, and frankly, we don't know what we, we don't know, but regulation around AI is nascent, um, but it's going to expand, particularly as the use cases around AI uh, start to take over, and, and you know, we see behind the scenes how uh, every every point of friction can now be uh, can be analyzed and can be uh, can be altered. And the way that all that happens will be uh, uh, under the uh, scrutiny of, of regulators over time. So b- banks and who are quite familiar with the regulatory landscape and regulatory environments will be uh, will just have more to more to operate with. Open banking, different parts of the world see different uh, different requirements, and we've seen multiple requirement changes in some in some cases, particularly in in the UK and in Europe. In the US, uh, it's it's coming. Uh, I don't think the final form is uh, is is quite uh, quite known, but uh, access to data is key for uh, many of the uh, uh, components in the ecosystem around banking and, and, and financial services. So that's happening. More regulation uh, around crypto, uh, around CBDCs, uh, that's sort of sort of ongoing. But, you know, where does it sit? Who 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 is in charge? I think those questions are still uh, still being wrestled with, particularly in the U.S. Um, and so we'll just see a lot more of that. And so as we shift towards towards new technologies, regulations will, 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 will follow closely behind. Yes, absolutely. And I know that some of those proposals were coming up at the end of the year, of the, some of those deadlines for comments and getting all your, your last minute comments in on, on where those stand with regulation coming down the pipeline coming uh, spring, summer. Uh, so we'll definitely be following along for that. Spring, summer, yeah. it's gonna It, it will be interesting, that's for sure. Yes, I think I think so. Um, now, I know that we talked about the trends for 2023. We we talked through a little bit of the regulation, but maybe kind of this forward look of 2024 as we get started in the new year. Um, what what kind of innovations do you really have your mind on? I know there's a lot of talk with AI, embedded finance, changes in payments. What are you what are you really monitoring for and watching for as you kick off the year? You know, all all of everything everything you mentioned requires. Uh, requires uh, access to data. And, you know, since we're an infrastructure play, we, we, what we see is, is this uh, acceleration around these modernization projects that I, I mentioned earlier so that, uh, so that these AI tools actually can consume and uh, have access in a digestible fashion, all of the data they need so that they can handle the decisioning that will provide all the benefits in, in, uh, in 24. So I, I see as, as, as infrastructure is upgraded, uh, hyper personalization around some of these products so that consumers uh, and merchants can uh, 
offer uh, what is becoming increasingly more demanded by their their customers uh, is is only going to accelerate. So I think the evolution towards hyper personalization um, and uh, on the on the back end and the back office streamlining and driving efficiencies um, and risk management, being able to uh, survey vast amounts of data in, in almost real time, all will have tremendous implications. And we, we've just seen a lot more of that and it's becoming uh, table stakes. Yes, I'm expecting that efficiency will continue to be one of those buzzwords throughout the year, um, as it has been in 2023 as well. So everything that you're mentioning about um, about data and being in real time, that's all definitely going to move us along. Yeah, and, and just having the having the uh, having the ability to leverage emerging technologies, I think, is 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 the starting point, and not every FI is equal in terms of their ability to leverage these emerging technologies. But over the coming, it's not going to happen overnight, but over the coming years, there, there'll be a, a, an evening out of in, in terms of what, what, an, what FIs are able to offer. And what we're seeing more and more today is that the smaller FIs have access to these newer technologies and these newer platforms where traditionally they had to rely on sort of more me too uh legacy types of offerings uh, and so the ability for somebody in florida to hyper personalize towards their client base and not be reliant upon what somebody somewhere else in the world or some in some other state is offering their clients uh i think is, is a big we'll, we'll, we'll see big shifts around that yes there there's definitely depending on your capital depending on your resources kind of where you sit on how that investment goes but it does seem that across the board everyone has their seat at the digital table it just kind of depends on on your resources yeah fis so what we're seeing in terms of these modernization projects are uh infrastructure systems that are decades old are being um either enhanced or swapped out entirely uh some of the challenges that we see that FIs uh, uh, go through are related to taking on these massive projects that are hard to see through to, to an end. They're, they're just too big. They, they take too many resources. Prioritizations change. The market changes. Uh, they just take a lot, of, a lot of time. Where we're seeing success is with the, the FIs that are going through more of a progressive modernization strategy. And so that is to start with smaller, uh, more palatable size projects that can fit within budgets, can fit within uh, uh, time periods where you can actually see tremendous results, and then to layer on that over time. Uh, and so all of these banks should start with the appropriate uh, baseline, with the appropriate infrastructure. So hard coding on new types of of, of, of capabilities or reworking uh, infrastructure that was designed in the in the 70s and 80s for requirements that are no longer relevant probably not the probably not the best long-term strategy and so I, I guess looking towards the future and understanding that uh, doing things correctly in the beginning so that you can have a, a longer term view is, is quite important um, but really, everything uh, from our our point of view, it starts with the you know from the, the ground up, and to 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 leverage technologies that are more adaptable, uh, 
that can actually uh, be modified and changed as as the market changes. And the, the rate of change within the payment space is, is accelerating as well. So uh, starting something today, finishing it in 2026 or 2027, based on requirements from 2018, doesn't necessarily make sense. Yeah, I like what you're saying about kind of that little by little approach, things that you can build upon. You don't necessarily need to do a full overhaul today, but taking those different pieces of the puzzle or the digital That's puzzle right. and and stacking on as you go. Yeah, it's meet, don't, don't lose share. Um, meet existing budgets and test things out and have an opportunity to see that you're heading in the right direction. Progressive modernization. Great. Now, I know that we, we've talked through some things that we're excited about that we know are going to be um, we know are going to be top of mind for the year. But I'd, I'd like to kind of push you a little bit to talk through what sort of technology or what digital evolution that you might be excited for in 2024. What do you think is coming? What do you want to see from the tech side within the industry? We're we're excited about watching where AI takes the industry. Um, you know, it's it's really early days, and I I think when ChatGPT4 came out, uh, folks thought within six months everything would be um, uh, altered and changed. And obviously, things aren't happening that that quickly. But uh, the tool sets that we're seeing based on AI are just more and more powerful. And we're excited about that from an episode six perspective because those require technologies like ours to really to really see max benefit. Um, you know, in terms of just product sets, micro lending platforms, and even uh, there seems to be a bounce back around uh, blockchain somewhat, although it's not necessarily always perfectly interconnected into mainstream uh, systems. I think we're, we're, we'll, we'll see kind of the, the slow evolution of an integration of blockchain for cross-border. And I, I'm particularly excited about some of the interoperability that we're seeing between various uh, faster payment systems, real-time payment systems. I'm excited about what we see here in the U.S. with uh, with FedNow and how that that pops up or or uh, clearinghouses uh, real-time payments. Uh, all of that's going to just make drive efficiency, but just the the use cases for 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 commercial and and consumer are just going to be quite quite a bit more exciting. You've been listening to The Buzz, a bank automation news podcast. Please follow us on LinkedIn. And as a reminder, you can rate this podcast on your platform of choice. Thank you for your time and be sure to visit us at bankautomationnews.com for more automation news.